Good morning. What a way to wake up. That's such a fantastic song. That's by Green Day, the song She, which my guest uh, chose that song. And uh, my guest today is Bob Gruen, and uh, I also have my co-host Spencer Drake from New York with me. Um, we're here today to talk about the new bo- newest project that uh, Bob Gruen has done, which is Green Day Photographs by Bob Gruen. And uh, it's a fantastic book because it's got all these unreleased photos in it. Last night was the opening at the Morrison Hotel Gallery in New York. We're going to be talking a little bit about that. But um, best of all, we do have Bob Gruen in the studio and as well as Spencer Drake. This book is fantastic. Um, It's put out by Abrams. And uh, there's a foreword by Jesse Mallon and uh, introduction by Billy Joe Armstrong. And then uh, there's just so much there. So Bob was there from the beginning. So we're going to hear those stories. And I'm going to bring everyone on. And let everyone know also the show will be available afterwards as a podcast on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio, and also on iTunes. Um, so let me bring everyone into the studio really quickly. I've got Spencer and I've got Bob. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. Glad to be here. <laughs> Glad for you to be here, Bob. How'd you like that song opening up? That woke well, yep, huh? Yeah, that's a good way to start. <laughs> yeah. Well, why don't, I'm just going to let you go for it, because I know Spencer and I talked about it. We're going to talk about the opening mm-hmm. after we talk about the book a little bit. But let's talk about the book and what made you decide to do this book and how you got how you got to be there from the beginning and all that. So. I'll let you well, just I'm, go for it. I, I, when I met Green Day, they'd actually been together for about 10 years or so. I met them in 97. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. When my friend uh, Jesse Mallon and his band Degeneration were opening for Green Day, uh, I first mm-hmm. saw Billy Joe, I think, in 94 when there was a party at Don Hills, but I didn't really get to know him then. Um, and then a few years later, I, I saw them play a show at Don Hills, but again, we didn't really connect too much other than to say hello but then Jesse and Degeneration were going to Europe to open for Degeneration for uh, Green Day and he suggested mm-hmm. we uh, come along see a couple of shows and uh, we took him up on it <laughs> you know uh, I mean well. it was late one night it sounded like a good idea and a couple of weeks later we found ourselves in London and uh, we saw three shows in London and we went along on Degeneration's bus to Paris and saw them in uh in, in Paris, and um, and that's when I really started falling in love with Green Day, and I got to meet them and talk to them and found out what fun guys they are, and they met me, and we liked each other. Uh, they apparently had grown up looking at my pictures. Uh, they were the kind of band I liked. Mm. They were uh, very lively, very uh, energetic. They played a long, fast show, and they were saying something. All of their songs seemed to you know, have an importance to them. It wasn't just about, mm-hmm. I didn't get a girl last night and I'm so sad. It's about life and about how they live it. And, um, you know, songs like Minority are political. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think the one thing that really impressed me, and I saw it right from the beginning, it was in the Astoria Theater in London, uh, when they take somebody out of the audience, you know, they just pick a fan and say, who can play guitar? And they bring a, just any kid. You know, Billy just picks some random kid from the audience uh, boy or a girl, you know, it depends on the show. 
and brings him up on stage and hands him a guitar and tells him what chords they're playing, and then the kid starts playing along in the band. And oh, I was wow. with a friend of mine who was way over the age of the Green Day fans. Uh, she's Patty Pallet and actually was uh, had done duets with Johnny Thunders in the 70s, and she's a guitar player. And she wanted to be that kid on stage, just like every other guitar player in the audience. And that impressed me, you know, how it affected each person in the audience, and that the guy who does get on stage represents all of those kids and shows them all that, yes, you too can do this. You know, that Green Day is mm-hmm. saying, we're not that special. Like, get a guitar, get some friends, make a band, and you can be on stage. And I saw him develop that part mm-hmm. of the show, to the point where they bring a guitar player and then a bass player and then a g- drummer on stage and they replace their band. Oh, wow. And they have three kids from wow. the audience, random fans that they don't know, playing mm. song. Wow. And uh, and last night at the opening, what was really fun is uh, 2002, I think, it's, what, like uh, 17 years ago, uh, two different kids got on stage at Madison Square Garden. Billy Joe pulled fans out of the audience and one was the guitar player, and one was the bass player. And backstage, uh, you know, they came backstage. Billy brought him back because the kid was really good. And he gave him a guitar. And it turned <laughs> out that those two kids, there was also a drummer, but the two bass player and guitar player were in a band in New Jersey. They were friends. They both happened to get picked. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. he was God. so excited oh, wow. about it. And I got a contact oh, in for some. I sent them some pictures. And they came to the opening last night, and they're like 30 years old now. <laughs> they're people, you know. They're not little <laughs> kids. And That's they was, you know, great. came to thank me for sending them the pictures, and uh, yeah. and it was really nice to reconnect and to see that they had gone on, and they're still in a band and they're still playing. Wow! You know, and you know, and I like the way Green Day inspires people like that. They're not just up there yeah. singing a song that you can sell for you know a lot of records, but they're out to it to inspire people, and that's what inspired mm-hmm. me to continue to see them. And uh, I never worked for Green Day. Uh, they, they've never actually. I've never gotten a check from Green Day. I've never been on assignment for a magazine or for somebody else, you know, working, you know, assigning me to see Green Day. Yeah. It's always, it's very unusual for me because, you know, usually I like to make some money. Um, But in this case, um, you know, after we met and I just really liked them and they liked me, we just kept reconnecting whenever they came to town or I was nearby. That's beautiful. Um, Because for me it was just practice. Uh, mm-hmm. I had, you know, it was like the old-fashioned days where I had complete access. They let me on stage, in front of the stage, wherever, um, in the dressing room, which was very unusual. Uh, I didn't realize until the first time. I think they were actually playing Shea Stadium. I'm not Shea Stadium, Giant Stadium. It was mm-hmm. one of their biggest shows uh, to date. And uh, when I went in the dressing room, I realized that it was just me and the band, that even the roadies rarely come in the dressing room. Their family wow. has a separate room. Well, before the show, they it is just you. the band, and yeah, that they, they were letting me you. into that inner circle. Yes, they trusted me, and, mm-hmm. and I think I returned to trust because I never tried to embarrass them or, you know, uh, you know, get in their way or anything. Uh, but we've always had that very close connection, and so it was really fun for me uh, to be able to do what I do, to be able to have the freedom to take pictures of a whole show and catch the emotional moments, the passionate moments. And um, and they liked it. So we kept working, you know. And then after 25 years, it was like, well, why am I doing this? Let's make a book. Because I'm not doing it for magazines and I'm not doing it for the band. Mm-hmm. So 25 years seemed like a good round number. And I thought, you know, let's add them all together and make a book out of it. 
And luckily, um, Abrams' yeah. uh, image agreed, and, and we've made a really beautiful book. And the and illustrator, Avi. Really uh, uh, well, yeah, yeah they're, oh, they're almost all unpublished because I was never on assignment for anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there was one time in England when I actually, after they played at Wembley, I contacted the NME and they, they ran one of my pictures at full page. Uh, but other than that, I don't think very many of them have been published at all, um, mm-hmm. other than maybe my website. But. Uh, Bob, Bob you new. know that that makes your book better. That mm-hmm. these photographs have not been seen before. It makes a right. much better, fresh book. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's all new. Yeah. 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 It's a fantastic. It's a fantastic collection. And what I wanted to say about you, Bob, was that you are probably one of the most well-respected um, rock and roll photographers of all time. You know, and you've done That's work with so many people. Oh, you <laughs> are, and. Mm. Uh, I mean, you're the author of uh, John Lennon, The New York Years, um, mm-hmm. you know, The New York Dolls book, photographs, you know, rock scene and others. And mm. uh, you've been there. I mean, you've mm. done a lot of iconic work. And this book is such a great um, gift to the world as well as to Green Day. Um, it's a fantastic book. And, again, it's by, it, it is published by Abrams. You can pick the book up, and uh, the book came out in August. It's available now, mm-hmm. and uh, there is a forward by Jesse Mallon, which I thought was cool. Why don't we talk a little bit about how you got Jesse to forward the book? That's well, kind of cool. Jesse, Jesse, well, Jesse wrote the introduction because he made the introduction. Uh, <laughs> when I uh, Jesse was, uh, I think they met Green Day. They they opened for Green Day. Way before I met them, you know, the, when Degeneration was playing, and so Jesse made a connection with them early, and then he was the one who made the connection for me and suggested we come to England and we meet the group, and um, and throughout my history with them, Jesse was always pretty, uh, you know, central to my connection with the band. Uh, I mean, often you know, we'd ride together to the shows, or you know. Uh, when Billy was in town, we'd hang out with him together sometimes when they weren't playing a show. So Jesse was always very much my connection with Green Day, so it just made sense for him to write the introduction and talk about how we all got together. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And he wrote That's a really good piece. So- and it, it's kind of funny because uh, I have to admit like he, he, the what he wrote was about twice as long as what we put in the ba- in the book, but we just didn't have another page. <laughs> and it was terribly embarrassing that, you know, I asked Jesse to write something, and he came in with a great piece, and I said, you know, you're going to hate me, but i got to cut it in half. I only have one page. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so we cut it down a bit, but um, but the whole piece was... Beautiful book. Know, it's a beautiful writing, Bob. It's a really nice writing. Yeah, and writing. Billy Joe came through, too. He had said for a while he was going to write the forward um, but then they were busy writing an album instead, and that was kind of important to them, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. and they were in the studio, and he kept saying, "Don't worry, I'll get to it." And then it, we, we were getting to our deadline, and I finally said, "You know, we got really literally days to go before this book is being shipped out." And he wrote it out in, uh, in by hand in pencil on lined paper, like in you know school paper. Oh how! And sent funny. it to us, and it was so perfect. We just sent. We just. Took a picture of the pages and and it's in the book just the way he wrote it, the handwritten forward and it's uh, it's it's really fun. Oh, that's great. No, and you know what I wanted to say because um, I know Spencer was at the opening last night. 
the pictures that are in here are beautiful and I really resonated with the one in the back where it looks like he's waving his hand up in the air and then there are just like stars in the universe. That one black picture that goes over oh, on well, the other that, side. That's, uh, yeah. That's um, well, you see, I have to I have to thank um, Avi Spivak, uh, Spivak for that. Uh, Avi uh, came through uh, Billy Joe. He suggested that we get uh, Avi. He's an illustrator, uh, makes a lot of little cartoon mm-hmm. kind of drawings, and he really kind of filled up all the edges and the borders and the sides of the pictures and pages with a lot of fun little cartoons. And in fact, that picture mm-hmm. in the back uh, was Billy Joe at the Global Citizen. Concert in Central Park with this huge audience spreading mm-hmm. out over the lawn, and all the little lights are everybody holding up their cell phones, and then all the little stars mm-hmm. are little drawings that Avi added, little cartoons. little musical notes yeah. and stars uh, that makes all the lights look more like stars. Um, but I have to thank Avi for doing such a great job and uh, really making the book even more fun than it is, yeah. than it would be yeah. just with the pictures. It's it's a beautiful book. And um, I wanted to ask you, and in, in the book, because I know Spencer has questions too, but um wanted to ask, in the book on these pictures, I know it's hard because you, just have, you can't say one is your favorite because mm. there's so many, and these are unreleased. Are there any certain pictures in the book that really resonated with you and that you want to have a story about? Well, certainly the cover, you know, mm-hmm. which... Uh, was fun to do because uh, Green Day, like myself, were big fans of The Clash. And I did a lot of work with The Clash mm-hmm. in the 70s. And when they were on the mm-hmm. Tom Snyder TV show in the Rockefeller Center, I knew that that roof of the RCA building there uh, was one of the best views of New York City because, uh, you know, some people think if you want to see the skyline of New York, you go on top of the Empire State Building. But if you do that, you actually miss the main building that is the skyline of New York. So I prefer mm-hmm. to go to the RCA building where the Empire State Building is right in front of you in full view. And exactly. I had brought the class up there, and I did some classic pictures of them that are pretty well known. And then one day, Green Day was in uh, the RCA building doing Saturday Night Live. And I mentioned to them, I said, you know, this is the same building where I did that picture of the class on the roof. Do you think, you know, we can take a break and oh, go wow. up there? And in the 25 years, or 30 years actually, since I had taken the flash picture you know security has gotten increased a lot and in fact during that time they had renovated the roof at one point and taken out the observation deck elevator and you couldn't go there for 25 years mm-hmm. you could get up to the roof and then oh, they renovated wow. it again and they re- they yeah. reopened the elevator and you yeah. can get up there now uh, wow. but in order to leave Saturday Night Live there Saturday Night Live is a live show and they get very paranoid because they start rehearsing on Tuesday and by Saturday afternoon, they've all had, like, way too much coffee. And even though the show's at 11 o'clock at night, you have to show up. I think the, the 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 talent has to be there, like, 11 in the morning, and they put on makeup, and they do, you know, several dress rehearsals, and you're not allowed to leave because they can't let anybody not be there for the live show. So even to go upstairs in the same building <laughs> took lots of negotiation and, you know, discussions back and forth and back and forth. They finally let the band go out for like 10 minutes. We took the elevator upstairs. Once we got there, it was very easy. It was as easy as when I did the class. You you stand there, I take a bunch of pictures. That's a great shot. You know, uh, this band knows how to take pictures. They always look good. Uh, Mm -hmm. What was interesting was that uh, 
there was an old, older man who was the head of security for Rockefeller Center, and he came along with us to make sure everything was going to be okay. And it was only after we came down that he told me that for 20 years he's had my picture of the Clash in his office. Aww. And I said, well, why didn't you tell me? I would have taken your picture up there. <laughs> you know? Oh, how sweet. But that, that was oh, nice wow. to find that out. Yeah. i got to ask you a question, so Holly. Scary. Let me ask Bob a question. There's a couple, two questions. Mm-hmm. One is you've got great shots of um, Iggy and Joan Jett in the book. If people want to look, they're great shots. Uh-huh. different occasions, like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the whole thing. Um, and also, I think you did a great job with Trey, the drummer. Now, mm. talk about him, because he's an incredible, fun personality, right, Bob? Trey is like one of the best drummers since Keith Moon, and one of the most prolific. He adds half the sound that they make, like Keith with the Who. Um, and... Uh, and it's, it is difficult sometimes to get the drummer because he's sitting behind all of these, you know, cymbals and drums, and they're in the back of the stage. And a lot of times, when even if you can see them, they keep hitting the cymbal, and the cymbal bounces up in front of their face. So uh, drummers are notoriously harder than you know a guitar player or a singer who's out front. Uh, yeah. But I've. After 25 years, I've gotten a lot of pictures of Trey, and he comes off pretty well in the book. And Trey is an Mm -hmm. unusual drummer in the sense that he comes out from behind the drums and he jumps around the stage, and he will do anything. He's kind of a (laughs) maniac. Uh, I think the first time, you know, the first couple of times I saw Green Day, before I met them, I saw him on TV. And Trey, the first time I became aware of him, was on an awards show where after whatever they did, you know, on their show, instead of leaving, Trey climbed up some of the scenery on the side they had like a 20 foot thing that was just like you know some flimsy piece of scenery and he climbed up on top and stagehands were out telling him to get down and he was refusing to get down he was making it swing back and forth they were afraid the whole thing was going to fall over and either hurt him or he was going to fall in the audience and hurt other people and it was he was up there for a while and the show kept going on and you kept every time they had like a bigger you know shot of the audience uh, you'd see this little uh, drama going over on the side of them trying to get some guy out of the scenery. And we kept saying, who is that guy? What's going on? And that turned out to be Trey. And that turned out to be his personality. Yeah, and, yeah. He's, uh, and he's always he, fun. Bob, you really captured him. Well, he's, you know, he's he, he actually fun. went to, mm-hmm. to school for clowns. Uh, Hugh Romney, who's known as Wavy Gravy, who was part of the I knew that. Collective, I knew that. Wow. has a school yeah. out in northern, you know, yeah. north of San Francisco, out has a here. school for clowns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yep, uh, and Trey was yep. in it, and actually I, I met Wavy Gravy a couple of years ago. I was at a dinner where he was at, and I mentioned it. And he goes, wow. "Oh yeah, Trey. Yeah, he didn't want to study. He just wanted to play drums all the time." <laughs> but he obviously yeah, well, learned you know, how to how to act because he he clowns around a lot on stage. Trey um, has taught some classes at that school in San Francisco uh-huh. on the clown. Yeah, he's well, done makes some sense, cause he's pretty good at some it. of those classes. Yeah, yeah. I've got to bring up funny. something, uh, Holly. I got to bring up something. Mm-hmm. They were inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Bob. What was that like? You were there. Uh, that was a great week for me. I went out there because it was not only Green Day, but Joan Jett, two of my favorite acts. Uh, right. And, you know, the same induction. Uh, I usually don't travel for that because, fortunately, they have it here in New York, but that one was in Cleveland. Um, but it was particularly fun because uh, Green Day had a, a local show two days earlier, and there was a big party, and Joan had a party. Uh, and it was just great, you know, to see them. 
And see, them inducted, you know, there's a lot of controversy about the Hall of Fame because they only put in about six or seven acts each year, and there are 60 or 70 that could qualify each year. Uh, you know, I saw a list of 200 bands that were not in the Hall of Fame, and I had to agree that at least 196 of them deserve to be. Um, but I think it's great for the bands that do get in. You know, and uh, and the bands that get in and get recognized, it's a very special moment, and it's really um, great recognition from the industry and from their peers, and um, you know, it's a great accomplishment, and it's always fun for me to go and see the people who actually get inducted. Uh, I've got I got to add something to that, Bob. Mm -hmm. uh, Judith and I, of course, have our album covers and 45s in the vinyl mm -hmm. section. We were inducted in the same year as Joan was inducted because we were mm -hmm. with it. But you're you're credited on a Dee King album. We took mm -hmm. uh, that's in the collection. Also, the Road to Ruin album, uh, the w work that you've done with me. I'm so I'm so happy to do that because you mm -hmm. deserve that. But it's in the vinyl collection, which is part mm -hmm. of that uh, museum. Yeah, it's a great right. it's a great thing to be in it. You know, it's mm -hmm. an honor to be. In. You had a lot of photographs in there, by the way, right? I, I've of... had exhibits there of the Clash and the John Lennon. Uh, they had a branch here in New York. We, I had several exhibits uh, with the Hall of Fame. I've given talks yeah. out there. Um, I, I kind of like it. You know, like I say, there's a lot of controversy for what they don't do, but I think they're fantastic for what they do do. Um, mm -hmm. You know that yeah. when I go Absolutely. there and, and I see parents bringing their kids and looking at the mm. exhibits and talking about the exhibits yeah. and parents explaining to their kids what part of the exhibit you know uh, or what part of the music inspired them and how you know what it meant to them when they were young and that kind of interchange and that kind of you know parents explaining where their inspiration came from to their kids i think to me that makes the rock and hall of fame completely worth it uh, right. You know, right. I, I wish more people could be in. I wish there was less controversy, but I think it's great that yeah. parents get to go and communicate with their kids about, you know, the music that inspired them. And for me, that's the main yeah. reason for the Hall of Fame. Bravo, bravo, and the, bravo. And the, and the iconic <coughs> stuff is there that they mm. can see. And I know, I know you're in the studio right now, and I know that you're working mm -hmm. on this book and promoting it. I wanted to ask you really quickly. Um, I know that you were away for a while, work, um, you know, promoting this book. What's next for you right now? With, with this uh, well, book? I'm actually working again with Abrams on a biography. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's nice. a bit bigger and harder because um, it, oh. there's a lot of words. And you know, yeah. uh, my photo books were easier because each photo is worth a thousand words. But in a, uh, a word book, I have to actually come up with a thousand words. <laughs> right. um, there's going to be a lot of pictures to illustrate the stories, but um, basically, I'm trying to put a, a whole bunch of my stories into a book because people That's have. beautiful. I've been telling stories all my life, and people tell me three times a week, "You should write a book." So uh, that's what I'm going to try. So you to are. Do. I'm in the process of yeah. doing that now, yeah. Yeah, that's and, great, Bob. And I bet there will be a whole chapter in there about your birthday parties. We want to hear a whole oh, chapter maybe, on that. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to see how, how far into the present we bring it. I mean, it's going to be mostly about my the high life of the 70s, uh, but it'll probably mm -hmm. cover, you know, coming up to now. The, the birthday parties were really a lot of fun. Uh, I did it for over 25 years Um and what happened, you know, there was one year, two years or three years ago, I think, um, there was a benefit in town. And so 
Alice Cooper was here and Billy Joe and you know a few other bands and it just happened on the same night uh, little Steven was having a benefit he actually asked me to come to photograph it and I couldn't because I was having my birthday party so he said, well, we'll make your birthday party the after party. So half of the people from the benefit came down to my party, and Alice Cooper got on stage. Jesse Mellon oh, wow. organizes a band for me, and uh, Alice got on stage, and he sang, and everybody loved it. And that kind of got so popular that the mm-hmm. next year there were so many mm-hmm. more people that I didn't know who were coming to the party. Yeah, That it kind of right. turned into an event instead of my friends and my birthday. <laughs> You know, well, people you, you know, yeah. well, who's playing I this bet, year? And, and it was never supposed to be, you know, uh, like that kind of an event. And it started putting pressure on me. So I, I didn't do it last year or the year before. I just kind of stopped having the parties. I've got, Bob, I've been mm-hmm. to a number of your birthday parties, and they're mm-hmm. real surprises. You've had Bon Jovi's band there. You've had, but the one I, I, I maybe it's the one you're talking about. Alice Cooper was there, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. little Steven showed up. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and you always there's always people that admire you and you and well deserved and come to your parties and it's like unannounced right uh, Jim Jarmusch you know you can go down the right. line here yeah I never but, know who's uh, going to show up you have a great, your town. birthday parties it's like when you don't have a birthday party everybody freaks out you know <laughs> well I know because it became such a tradition but um, yeah, yeah it it, it uh, like I say it just got too big. Yeah, and I kind of ran out of yeah. you know small bars that, that would let me be there for free, yeah. and uh, right, and it right, just got to right. be too big. And I'm not about to hire a hole. That wasn't the point. You know, it was the point of just my no. friends coming out and having a drink. And then oh, after yeah. years and years, it just got bigger and bigger until it was just too much. You know. Hey, hey by the way, I've got to bring in something that Holly will know about. Uh, uh-huh. We've had him on your show. Your son Chris Gruen's been oh, on thank our you. show. Uh-huh. And he plays there every so I remember him playing there every when I first saw him I said, He's gotta be on the show. I mean mm-hmm. I've gotta pray I finally got him on, Holly and I interviewed him on the show and I he's a great musician, by the way. But yeah, he's gotten better and better and I love when he first Chris. started I remember him he asked me, you know, if I get a CD you know, would you recommend it to your friends? And I told him, I said, Well if it's good I'm not going to just push some record that I don't oh, like. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. But he's made several CDs that are really good. He's gotten more and more attention. Every show he does, people like him. Uh, he is. I'm very proud of him. He he does really great shows. Oh, like great. I said, people really like seeing him. So mm-hmm. uh, oh, he's doing really awesome. well. He just did a small tour well, for about two weeks. Uh, he just finished this past weekend. Oh, great. great. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, nice. And he, he went out so to Jesse Mallon again, uh, t- took him, you know, after Jesse saw him at parties and liked oh, him. How cool. He took him to Europe for t- uh, 10 dates over there. Oh, great. Uh, oh, he's no. going out with Alejandro Escobedo <laughs> out west, did a, a short tour there. So he's getting more and more play. Yeah. And he's yeah, got a new good. CD out good. now that's pretty good. So, And it's Chris Gruen, K R I S with a K. Uh, right. He's got a website and, you know, CDs out. So. I knew Give he was listen. doing stuff with Alejandro um, Escovedo. Mm-hmm. I knew that. I had seen and heard that from his yeah. um, Alejandro's wife. So uh-huh. that's kind of cool that he's doing that. I think that getting him out there, being around other people that are doing, you know, music, and especially Jesse, introducing mm. him to the people. Yeah. And then you as his dad supporting him, <laughs> you know, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, well, he's he's got that, that start. I mean, you know, uh, but me me being his dad doesn't make him a good singer. <laughs> you know, uh, he makes right. himself mm-hmm. a good singer. That's right. And he wins That's the right. audiences over by himself. And I was actually very impressed mm-hmm. that 
the first three CDs, he didn't even ask me for a picture because he wanted to oh, do it wow. on his own. And he did he did build up his career on his own. And it was only later that um, I was able to give him a couple of pictures to use. But he still has great pictures by other people. So uh, I'm very proud of him doing this mm-hmm. whole thing on his own. Bob, i got to ask you something. Have you mm-hmm. done, you've done shots of Sean Lennon, right? I've oh, done yeah. Work with you. Yeah, I've, yeah. Sean Lennon since the month oh, yeah. after he was born. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mm-hmm. photographed the whole birthing thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, why don't we talk about last night real quick, since we're, we're going to be closing up soon? Because I know you've got a busy day. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about the opening last night. Mm-hmm. What, what's your take on that? How'd you feel? Uh, well, it was fun. Uh, it never got out of hand, but it was it was full all night. We had a good turnout. <laughs> a lot of people came. We sold a whole bunch Great of books. Out, yeah. And uh, and what was fun for me is there's, you know, what I mentioned at the beginning that um, Green Day brings fans up out of the audience, and some of them came to the opening last night. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's what that's I was saying right. earlier in the show that you know these two yep. kids who got on stage and now they're, you know, just getting into their thirties and. You know, growing up and uh, and still fans and still um, playing music, you know. So that was fun for me to meet some of the people who were actually in the book that I didn't know, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, just to have the whole crew that made the book, Avi and um, you know the, the my editor uh, Charlie Car- uh, Charlie Co- Co- Kochman, um, you know, uh, just all the people who helped put this book together uh, were there last night. So that was really nice. Uh, yeah, you know, Bob, I, I, I'm glad to have attended and supported you last night. Uh, you had also your photographs on the wall, uh, some of the really good photographs you've taken on the wall of, of, of uh, Green Day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really beautiful stuff. Uh, I like the, the, book, the stand-up yeah. shot of the group. The stand-up shot of the group. What, what's the story behind that? That was a good shot. What, uh, the... Uh, with the three of them standing in the, uh, yeah, on the street. Yeah, yeah, um, That was when they were in town uh, for about a week. They were staying in, uh, on Mercer Street. And one day before we went to whatever event they were doing, uh, we actually walked up and down Mercer Street doing a photo session. Um, one of the few times I actually, you know, uh, took a photo session rather than taking pictures in a dressing room or on stage when they were working or traveling. Uh, but that one we did uh, a session on Mercer Street, and I liked the way it was designed. Uh, the whole book actually was designed by Sean Dahl, who did a fantastic job arranging all the pictures. And that particular page you're mentioning, uh, there's the one stand-up shot, which is you know several more kind of formal posed group shots, and she arranged mm-hmm. a whole bunch of like 20 pictures that look like contact prints, even though. Right. In the digital age, yeah. we don't make contact prints like that, but uh-huh. she arranged it to look like that. So instead yeah, of just cool. the one picture, you get a you know a whole uh, oh, twenty right. more to show what was going on that day, what the different expressions, what people look like. Um, and she just did a great job uh, arranging the photos. Like my other books are all a bit more formal. Mm-hmm. And most of the photos mm-hmm. are basically square and you right. know, captions. But this book is much more fun and much looser. Right. And, uh, you know, the pictures very are colorful. different yeah. shapes and, very, and they're very. spread over yeah. the different pages and very colorful. You know, lots of color mm-hmm. behind the captions. Uh, and the band uh, added a whole bunch of captions, their own phrases and so on, which, right. you know, Sean fit in in really good ways. So, um I'm really happy the way it came out because it's just so much more fun than uh, the other f- more formal kind of books it's because a fun Green book. Day is more fun. It is. 
You know, well, Green Day is a fun band, their so you put the, the design brings book. out the fun of the band, right, Bob? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, the, the, the funness of that band and their personality is definitely exemplified by the design, which is very mm-hmm. important. And so it makes it a very exceptional type book, by the way, for anybody who's listening. It is. It's very mm-hmm. exceptional. It's very different, and definitely um, you can find this book on Bob's website as well as um, Abrams. You can order it from Abrams as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to also say to you that I'm super, super happy and excited that you're finally doing a bio. <laughs> I'm, I know you've probably heard that from everyone, but I am really, really looking forward to, you know, seeing and, you know, reading that book. That's going to be that's well, going to be. Well, I'm looking really forward to having it done. Fun uh, I know a lot mm-hmm. of writers. Not uh, not many people say they enjoy writing. Most people enjoy having written. <laughs> it's great to mm-hmm. have done the project, but the actual doing is is uh, tedious mental work. Uh, it but is, I'm doing it. it. I'm going to mm-hmm. get it done. Good. Are you going to include a lot of um, intimate photos? Photos never seen before, like this book. That, that's the plan. Yep. <laughs> Good. We'll get oh, more, cool. more I got files full here that we want to you know get out to the world. Oh, that's fantastic. Share the stories. Well, I know that I know that you've got a real busy day. I wanted mm. to ask you I wanted to let you know we're ending with minority, which fits in okay. for uh, what's going on in the world right now. And yeah. um I wanted to ask you, Spencer, is there anything else you'd like to ask? Um Well Bob at you all? know, I always uh, I gotta mention something in my life that Bob gave me. There were two books done in Japan. I believe on the Rolling Stones and Zeppelin, black and white, mm-hmm. they're beautiful uh, paperbacks. And uh, I don't know if you can get them anymore, right, Bob? But they were gorgeous. They turn books. up on the internet once in a while. They were done by Jam yeah. Publications. I actually did four. I did a John Lennon book. Uh, oh, you did. Wow. Rolling Stones, yeah. uh, Led Zeppelin, and Sex Pistols. Mm-hmm. Um, Those are great. And books. and they occasionally turn up uh, on eBay. They're, they're around. Oh, but, really? Um, wow. You know, they're not. I mean, they're way out of print. They were done in the '80s. Uh, but they're all yeah, pretty good. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's great. Wish you the best, Robert. We wish you the best. Yeah, I think this Green Day book actually is my 16th. Wow. Book. Oh, that wow. Yeah, and the rock scene, uh, my big monograph tome, I think was the 15th. And I th- I'll tell you, people should, get the rock, the people should get the rock scene book because that's a real overview of your life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, a, uh, monograph. It's got 500 pictures in the one book, and that's oh, yeah. actually in, I think, six printing now. Wow, uh, great. Congratulations. Which is very great. unusual for a photo book. I should mention that the Green Day book, which only came out a couple of weeks ago, is already in second printing. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. great. I've already ordered more copies. <laughs> yep. And I'm going to tell all our listeners out there, it's a fantastic book. And also wanted to say, if you missed the beginning of this interview, it will be available in its entirety as soon as this show is over. It'll be up on demand, and uh, you can pick it up on iTunes or on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio. I want to thank my co-host, Spencer Drake, for calling in from New York. And hey, I wanted we to love thank it. You. Yep. Thank you, Spencer. And we wanted to thank yeah, you, thank Bob, you, Robert. so much for being here. Yeah. Really. All right. So Anytime. Important. I hope I come back next year with my bio book. Oh, yeah, you will. Oh, yeah, you're coming on. Okay. <laughs> and, oh, wait. You know, uh, Bob, I got a great idea. Well, we have Chris mm. on later on. You need to call into the show. Your son okay. would love that. <laughs> okay. You do. I'll let you know. I'll let you know when it's going to be, okay? 
All right, let me know. I'll let you know. Okay, bro. All right, and we're yeah. going to end the show with Minority. And, again, um, we're celebrating 25 years of Green Day from renowned photographer Bob Bruin and uh, fantastic. Thank you so much for being here, Bob. All right, thank you. Take care, thank Robert. You. I'll okay. see you. All right, take care. Okay, Spence, we're going to go into the song, okay? Yep. Real Good. Quick. Good. All right. Yep. Okay. Hey dear. All right. Thanks um, a lot. Did, Great show. Did you have did you did you have anything you wanted to cover real quick before we end because I've only got a few minutes left here. Um there was uh, a number of things uh I'll tell you very quickly what happened. Uh I get this thing up here. Uh I saw at 92Y uh last week I believe Ken Burns had a, a mm-hmm, thing on his mm-hmm. country music uh thing. Jim Jarmusch okay. and Iggy Pop, also 92A. That was a great interview with Iggy Pop and Jim Jarmusch. Um, okay. I also attended the Le- our friend uh, Steph Paines, who plays for Les Zeppelin, played at the Met on mm-hmm. a Friday to a sold-out house. I'm trying to show. get her on the show again, mm-hmm. right? And, of course, mm-hmm. Escovedo, uh, who we mentioned, or Arthur, our friends, uh, played a Webster Hall yeah. with the J- uh, Jesse Malin album coming out. And... Yeah. Uh, we're going to, and we visited Judith and I visited David Amram was playing at a festival. He's going to be on our show, by the way, uh, October fourth. Okay. So, a very historic musician, and uh, that's it. That's the lineup. That's it. Okay, cool. We're back on Friday, and uh, we're going to be doing a show on Raygun Records. Uh, no, the Raygun book, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So tune in Friday, guys. Um, And next Friday, it'll be at our usual time, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, 5 o'clock East Coast time. And with that, we're going to end with Minority. Have a good day. Have a good day, doll. See you later, dear. Let's